Job 33, 26. He's talking about our righteousness restoring our fellowship with God. And the ability to come to him. And notice what it says, Job 33, verse 26. He, he, he prays to God and he is favorable to him. So that he sees, this is he, God, sees his face with joy. For God restores to him his righteousness. In other words, God's righteousness. His uprightness and right standing with God with its joys. That's a good verse. And the thing I like about it is all the enjoyment of prayer and the enjoyment of God, the enjoyment of our right standing with him, the enjoyment of our presence, I mean, uh, the enjoyment of his presence, and all that redemption and righteousness has provided for us, along with the enjoyment of all these things. Pastor Nancy was talking about this. I don't think she used this verse, but I got to thinking about some of these things. And, um, you know, and Isaiah, you might want to look at this just while we're, while we're beginning here. Isaiah chapter number 56 Verse number 7. Isaiah 56, verse number 7. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar. For my house shall be called an house of prayer. Or let's add what he put up there, what he said earlier. A joyful house of prayer for, for all people. Notice the book, the passage in Job talks about seeing our face, God seeing our face with joy. In other words, God enjoys you and me fellowshipping with him, coming to him. In other words, when you come, that's what he wants it to be. So let's get his thinking about prayer. And take it out of the realm of duty, legalism, you know what I'm talking about, and, uh, you know, a box we have to check. You know, I got to pray before I go to work. Let's take it out of that realm and keep it in the realm that God intended it be in. What is the realm he intended for it to be in? In the realm of enjoyment. You know, I got I to gotta make these 17 confessions before I go to work and so forth and so on. How many of you know, if you came in, like if you're a, a, a husband and wife, and you, one of you comes in every night, and the only thing you want to do is check a few boxes, uh-huh. and it's not talking to one another, enjoying one another, that ain't going to cut it. That's not good enough. Right? And uh, so, but God's the same way. He wants prayer to be a joyful thing. And so, I like what it says in Job 33, 26 in the Amplified. The righteousness, he sees our face with joy. For God restores to him his righteousness. God gave back man, his, his, God gave his own righteousness to man through, through the blood of Jesus. This is actually talking about a prophecy about the blood of Jesus. You look at the whole passage, it's talking about Jesus, the mediator, who he didn't know his name was Jesus at the time. But you know what I'm talking about. And restored man to his righteousness, his uprightness and right standing with God with its joys, plural. I could take you through verses in the New Testament that talks about the joys of God. I wish I had time. John 10.10 says the thief comes not before to steal, kill, and destroy. I am come that you might have and enjoy life. 
and having an abundance. That's the Amplified. Have and enjoy life and have it in abundance. Uh, Romans 5.1 talks about holding, uh, or in other words, possessing peace and holding to it and enjoying peace with God. Don't you enjoy the peace of God? Don't you, don't you know God wants you to enjoy, have and enjoy life and abundance in life? He gives us richly all things to enjoy. And then you could look at uh, so many verses. Romans 8.23 talks about uh, we ourselves too who have and enjoy the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> all that the Holy Spirit does in our life. I enjoy that. Where he reminds me of things that I forgot. I sure, I sure get saved of a lot of, you know, a lot, a lot of things I would have messed up. Like buying the wrong airplane or something like that, you know. <laughs> That's just one of a thousand, you know. But he's such, a, he's such a helper. And I enjoy his fellowship because of how much he helps. And there's others, you know, Philippians 4.12. Um, he talks about... Uh, he talks about in that passage right there, uh, enjoying plenty and living in abundance. You know, he gives us richly all things to enjoy. Hebrews 10, 36. You must want to write these down. I won't go read them all, but he talks there about uh, carrying away and enjoying to the full what is promised. Praise God. First um, Peter 3, 2 talks about husbands and wives enjoying one another. Now, these are, this is in the Amplified. In the Amplified, it talks about enjoying your spouse. First um, Peter 3.10 talks about enjoying life and see good days. He that would love life and see good days. Another passage says enjoys life. God just didn't come to give us religion. He came to give us enjoyment. But let me tell you, none of those blessings, none of those things that he says we, are, we can enjoy, none of them are, are enjoy, enjoyable just because of the thing itself. They're enjoyable because of enjoying him. In fact, I, I walk and carry, and many of you walk and carry, many of these things, many of the blessings, like the peace of God, so forth and so on. I walk in those things and enjoy them, but really, that's not my chief joy. My chief joy is him. Go over to the book of Isaiah. Go over to Isaiah, and look what it says here. Uh, I'm sorry, Psalms, Psalm, Psalm 43, Psalm 43, verses 3 through 4. This is in the Amplified, so Psalm 43, 3 through 4. Oh, send out your light and your truth. Uh, that's the word of God. His entrance of his word gives light, right? Send out your light and your truth. Let, let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and your dwelling. So the, the, the thing that the word is to do, you're, you're to think of the word to do, is bring you to his presence. Yes. <clears throat> the word is not just something impersonal. The word came from a person. And the word is to bring you to his presence. That's what he's talking about. Uh, your truth and your light there. There's talking about the word of God. Let, uh, let them talking about the words of his mouth, bring me to your holy and your holy hill and your dwelling place. We don't go to a place today up on a mountain to pray. This is talking about the presence of God. The word is to bring you into the presence of God. It's not supposed to just be something impersonal that you, you're just kind of reading words and logging it in your brain. It's to be something you commune with down in your heart. 
And then he goes on and says in verse 4, Then will I go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy. Yes, with the leer will I praise you, O God, my God. Notice God, he called God his exceeding joy. All these other things are something we enjoy, all the blessings, I mean, uh, all the things he does for us, all the things he brings into our lives. We enjoy those things, but our exceeding joy is to be him. Oh, my, my, my. In other words, that joy is to be above, just fellowshipping with him, spending time with him. Uh, when, when I, uh, you know, during the season of God talking to us about the phase we're into now, pastoring two churches and things like that, God spent a lot of time preparing me for it and talking to me about how to fulfill it, succeed and so forth and so on. And this is one of the things he dealt with me about Um, because in, um, Moving into this phase, he knew it would add to our schedule. And actually, it has added to some of your schedules. You know, what you're doing, going down there with us, and so forth and so on. And so, um, he's pre- he prepared me, and I want to share it with you. He prepared me, and one of the things he said to me was, don't let yourself get so busy in the work of the ministry that you become weary, and don't keep yourself built up spiritually through your prayer life. He said, you'll start making mistakes and wrong decisions. He knows I've gotten into that rut before. You know what I'm talking about? The majority of you in my prayer life should be centered on fellowshipping with God and enjoying his presence. Enjoying. Everybody say enjoying his presence. Uh, It should be centered around that, Um, not just getting answers. If you get into the presence of the one who has the answers and fellowship, you'll start getting all his answers. People want to reach in for answers without fellowship. Like I'll snatch my blessing and go, please. Whenever he didn't redeem you to bring you to the blessings. He says, yes, he did. Not first. Not first. He redeemed you to bring you to himself. Now that's over in another passage of scripture. Let me just find that as well because I'm way out of the order that I had planned to share this on. Exodus 19 verse number 4. Exodus 19 verse 4. This is even Old Testament. We have a better covenant, better promises. Exodus 19 4. You have seen what I did unto the Egyptians. And how I bear you on eagle's wings and brought you unto Canaan's land. Well, you haven't turned there, so you don't know. I misquoted that verse. You saw what I did to the Egyptians. Some of you hadn't gotten there, so you weren't sure what it said. I brought you, I bear you on eagle's wings and brought you unto what? I brought you unto Canaan's land. I brought you unto healing. No, I brought you to myself. And myself is the great physician. Myself is Jehovah Jireh. Don't seek all the blessings without fellowshipping with him. In fact, go to Jeremiah. I'm going through this a lot quicker than I had planned to. Go to Jeremiah. This verse, I saw this the other day, and I, I don't know that I've ever heard anybody preach on this verse. I'm not saying they haven't. It's just that I haven't heard. Jeremiah 8, verse number 22. 
<clears throat> Jeremiah 8, 22. I'm, I'm saying this, I'm saying this quickly, but you're catching it. Amen. Jeremiah 8, 22 in the Amplified Classic. Is there no balm in Gilead? Now, that doesn't make sense to us. That's talking about a healing potion or something that heals. Is there no balm in Gilead? That's Israel. Is there no physician there? This is the Amplified Classic. Why then is not the health of the daughter of the, the health of the daughter of my people restored? Because this is the Amplified, because Zion no longer enjoyed the presence of the great physician. That hit you like it hit me. That's an owie verse. Because Zion no longer enjoyed the presence of the great physician. Jesus is the bomb of Gilead. That's who he is. He's the, the one that heals our diseases. Am I in the right room tonight? So he's saying, if I'm the healer, why did my people walk around sick? Right? As if they have no healer. Why are they not enjoying healing? He gave the answers because they're seeking healing without enjoying the fellowship and presence of the great physician. Ouch! The thing about the great physician is he knows things about your condition that the doctors don't know. Yes, sir. That the doctors won't tell you. They're going to diagnose in the natural realm. But the great physician says, hey, there's some things I want to talk to you about your love walk. Uh-huh. Or there's some things that you've gotten out of order here. You're not following my plan like I intended for you to or something like that. The great physician will talk to you about things that you and your mind don't connect with your healing. Am I making any sense? And they're, they're, they're spiritual things which the doctor, the, the, the doctor down at the hospital won't tell you because he don't have a clue about it. You understand what I'm talking about? And so if the spiritual things are out of order, the great physician knows all of that and he'll tell you exactly what you need to do to walk in the best he has for you as the divine, as the, as the great physician. Amen. So therefore you need more than the healer. Let me, let me put it this way. You need more than healing. You need unhindered fellowship with the healer. And enjoyment of his presence, even when you don't need the healing. Because why? Because it's your duty and I got to check this box before I go to work. No, it's because you enjoy him's presence. He is so good. He is so wonderful. And he does so many things for your, your just your inner man to help you. Oh, my, 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 my. Sometimes I want to preach some of these things and, and help people to realize there's true fellowship with God available. I mean that satisfies you way down, way down deep on the inside of you and gives you answers that no man can get through to you. Amen. The same is true about everything else in God. If you're not enjoying the race you're running, why don't you fellowship more with the one who called you to run that race? Amen. If you're not enjoying fellowship with God, if you're not enjoying your life, then you're doing something wrong. I don't want to do things wrong. If I do it right, I will enjoy it. Am I making any sense? 
So uh, in moving into this phase, God dealt with me about this. He said, don't let off your fellowship with me. Because he knows that there's been times in the past. I've shared with you times how I got re- off focus because of busy, busy, busy. I've told you about times whenever, I don't know if I told it recently, but I woke up one, we got real busy with, I think it was a remodel of this building when we first bought it. Um, got real busy with it and uh, just got, just was going, 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 not, not feeding my spirit. I woke up one morning and I literally couldn't get out of bed. Literally couldn't get out of bed. Well, you know, I'm saying, well, I'm going to name of Jesus. I'm going to claim my healing. He said, you just listen to what I have to say to you. You stop right here. I got some things to talk to you about. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, praise the Lord. Like I said, the majority of you in my prayer life should be centered on fellowshipping with God. And feeding our spirits, hearing from him. Amen. And how many of you know to hear from him, that means you don't do all the talking. Um, the, the spiritual house you regularly come into here and the, the food, the diet of the word you get here comes out of Pastor Debbie and I's enjoyment of God. So what does that tell you? Your enjoyment of God will bless other people beyond your life. Oh, they need to, they need to want to be around you because what they... What, who they encounter whenever they're with you. I'm not talking about you. I know you're a blessing, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about him. When they, uh, they, people just wanted to be around Jesus. Even the little children just wanted to be around Jesus. Why? Because it was the father that he was fellowshipping with. And of course, he was God. We understand that. But, but uh, that, that, that presence, they enjoyed that. It was they recognized it as, as uh, what they needed. Amen. What you get here is uh, this, this food and this diet. It comes out of my fellowship, her fellowship with God. We're not the source of all this. If you're coming to hear from us, uh, I'm, 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 you're not going to get much. But we're not the source of this. We're just the channel that it flows through. It's our time, and I, I tell people sometimes, uh, if, if you ever f- cease to get blessed, well, some people can cease to get blessed because they got offended, but you know what I'm talking about. If you ever cease to get blessed, it's because I'm out of fellowship with God. You can cease to get blessed because you're out of fellowship with God, but, but I'm just simply saying, if I don't have anything anymore, it's because I'm not in fellowship with God. <laughs> Amen. Uh, Pastor Nancy made this statement. She said, I didn't get saved because I wanted a ministry. See, she's called to the ministry, in the ministry. She said, I didn't get saved because I wanted the ministry or to occupy a place in the body of Christ. I got saved because I wanted him. And we better not lose sight of that. Amen. God, my exceeding joy. What does that mean? My top joy. My crowning joy. Knowing him. Fellowshipping with him. Praise the Lord. And so protect this. Protect your fellowship with God. What does that mean? Um, protect, it, protect it by not letting what you do for him become a duty. Let what you do, hold, hold what you do for him in the arena of the one that I enjoy asked me to do this for him. Because I love him, I enjoy him, I enjoy doing what, he, what pleases him. <clears throat> Amen. That way, nobody will get burnt out. Does that make any sense? Um, when you, you and you, or, more, or me and my thinking, you and, or, or me in our thinking, 
allow the duties of serving God to, to be lost because of wrong thinking, then actually we rob him of the blessing of being able to reward us for doing it. Because that's how we, when I said don't turn what you do for God into a duty, that's how you do it, by wrong thinking. Oh, I got to go to the hell. I got to get up early this morning and be at the church for help's ministry. See, it's turning it into a duty. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be committed and grab ourselves by the ear and get ourselves out of bed when our flesh doesn't want to. But why? Why Why do we do that? Because of the one we enjoy, we love. Therefore, we love and enjoy serving. That's just need to be kept right in our thinking. Isn't that right? Um, your enjoyment of God will flow out to others and your, your lack of enjoyment of God will show up also. If you're a greeter at the door back here and you're not enjoying God yourself, you're not going to impart any joy to anybody coming through that door. Well, it's good to have you this morning. <laughs> Protect your enjoyment of God. Also protect it by making sure nothing gets in the way of, of spending your time enjoying God. Amen. Amen. How many of you know you can get up in the morning and the thought comes, I'm so busy today, or I got so much to do today, I don't have time for God. Well, I, like, I think it was Martin Luther actually made the statement. If I remember right, I will quote him. He said, I got so much to do today, I can't afford not to spend time with God. Now, why would he say something like that? Because he had learned time with God will actually redeem his time doing everything else. When you give God your first, he will, and then you enjoy it, not your duty. Like, okay, I got to pray 15 minutes. No, but actually enjoying it. Doing it out of your heart. Lord, I love you. Thank you for your favor and your goodness. And, and just enjoying him and then, and then being quiet, letting him talk to you. Um, when you do that, you will get... Well, actually, what you'll end up doing is getting into the Spirit. That's how you get into, your, get into the Spirit. You get into the Spirit out of your heart first. You, you flow out of your heart. And when you get into the Spirit, everything that God has and is, including all the answers you need for that day, they're right there. Right there. And if you'll take the time to get into that place of fellowship and worship and thanksgiving and in the spirit where you're, you're conscious of him and you're... Now listen, part of being in the spirit is your whole attention goes to him. Don't try to pray. Okay, I'm praying, I'm praying but, but I'm looking through my iPad. I got to do this today. I got to do this today. But I got to get in my time. Okay, I got to do that today. Your attention is not on him. My wife has told me at times, we don't spend time to get, well, not, we, not that we don't, but she said, we need to put these iPads down and stop yeah. Yeah. and just enjoy one another. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So I'm preaching her sermon tonight and you're getting in on it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So are you glad you came tonight? Protect the enjoyment of God. You, when you get into the spirit and you spend time with God, he'll show you things. In fact, that's where you'll pick. It's not that you're not led by the spirit unless you're in prayer. But being in prayer and true prayer, really quieting your mind, turning your attention to him, getting into the spirit. Uh, and that's not with your eyes rolled back in your head seeing a vision. In the spirit, it doesn't have to be, you know, some, some vision or you see an angel choir or something like that. It can be things like that, but, 
but I'm simply saying you're just your heart is totally engaged with him and your attention is fully on him to where his presence becomes real to you and what he's saying becomes real to you when you do that the things that you will get out of that will say by putting that first in your day it will it will actually save you time, labor, and you'll get leadings of the spirit that will, okay, you don't need to do this because, and I've had this so many times. It saves, Brother Don, it saves me so much time and running around like a chicken with him head cut off. Yeah. Just like, just like, okay, I got to do this, got to do this. But if I'm just led, yeah. just led, yeah. then the things that I'm not led to get to right now, they tend to work out themselves because yeah. Teresa figured it out. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. And you get, you get close to the end of the work day and you're like, man, I got everything done. Yeah. And everything's just fine. Amen. Because I, I did it more in the spirit yes. rather than out of this. Yes. Praise the Lord. When you understand that, you'll be like Martin Luther. I think it was Martin Luther that said, I can't afford, I got so much to do today. I can't afford not to fellowship with God. Praise God. Tell your neighbor, I'm going to get better at fellowshipping with God. <laughs> Prayers to be a thrill. It's to be a joy that you look forward to. Not a drudgery like, you know, some religious duty. I got to check this box. Amen. Because, you know, God, he wants me to come fellowship with him. And, you know, he's a hard to please God. So I'll do my duty and come into his presence. Do you want your spouse doing that? I just saw a lady that's not even married going, "Uh uh-uh. She's got right thinking. Amen. That's not pleasing God. That's not pleasing. Say that out loud. That's not pleasing God. Amen. You're not pleasing him by doing your duty. Amen. He wants you to come enjoy his presence. Praise the Lord. Well, if, you, if you're spending time with your spouse to check a box, how many of you know they can pick up on that? You know how I know that, don't you? I heard it in marriage counseling when I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> when we, before we got married. No, I'm just kidding. Praise the Lord. So and protect the enjoyment of God. If you'll protect the enjoyment of God, you'll protect the enjoyment of obedience. Because to some people, obedience is like, okay, I got to do this. I got to do this. God wants me to do this. You don't got to do anything. You get to do something. Amen. So if you unchecked your, uh, protect your enjoyment of God, you'll protect other things like obedience. You'll protect your faith. You'll protect following his will. And all of these things like that. They'll all come easy. Now, what do I mean protect your faith? Well, it's a little like, uh, Pastor Nancy used this illustration when she was preaching that, the enjoyment of God. And she talked about like if a, a little, this platform's not that high, so a child might not struggle jumping off of this. But if you had a higher platform up here like this, and a, a, maybe a young child is just walking, start, just starting to walk. He's standing up here. And uh, some man that's in the church is, you know, big and obviously very capable of catching that child could walk up here and say, jump, Johnny. And he wouldn't jump. He's not going to jump. But the child's little mama, who's 98 pounds soaking wet, I mean, she come up there and say, jump. And he'll jump yeah. right into her arms. Yeah. Why? The, the, the man was strong yeah. Yeah. and was very capable. Yeah. But the child didn't know the man. Right. Right. 
right? She had, he had not learned to trust the guy. But mama, he's learned to trust mama. Why? Because he spends a lot of time with mama. Right? Well, that's the way God is. You protect your faith when you spend much time with him. Did you get that? When you get to know him, not just out of, you know, because you went to church and learned and, and mentally logged the Bible verse, but you know him for yourself. What he says is real to you. It's gotten on the inside because of your fellowship with him over it. And whenever that comes to the, that will protect your faith because you won't. See, why do people not jump? When he says do something, why do they not jump? It's a knowing him issue. Somebody says it's a faith issue. Yeah, but it's a, it, faith comes out of knowing somebody. You don't trust somebody because, you know, you know they're capable. You trust them because you know their character and you, you've, you've fellowshiped with them. Amen. So, um, you protect your enjoyment by uh, that. And then you also protect your enjoyment by not turning everything you do to God into a labor or a drudgery. Amen. God wants you to do your spirit, other spiritual responsibilities. Let's put it that way. I'm talking about fellowship is one of our spiritual responsibilities. But he don't want you to turn those other spiritual responsibilities into a drudgery, into a heavy burden. That's not acceptable to him. Are you still there? That's not acceptable. And there are verses about that. And so, um, otherwise, just fulfilling the duty isn't acceptable to him. So, to serve God apart from enjoying him is to rob him of blessing you for the fulfillment of what you did. So, uh, I want you to go over to the book of Luke, the, what is this, the 11th chapter, I believe. We're, we're not going to get some time to pray tonight. I kind of sense we weren't going to. Luke the 11th, excuse me, Luke the 10th chapter. But if I can get this across to you. It will change your prayer life. Change your prayer life. Oh, my, 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 my. It changes my. And when Pastor Nancy preached this, it's like, okay, make some adjustments. Make some adjustments. You know? That's what a pastor's for, to just be there and say, here's what God's saying to you. We're one of the things at least. Praise God. Luke chapter number 10, verse number 38 through 42 this is a passage we're familiar with, and you can preach on it from many different directions, but there's just one direction I think we need to look at it here tonight. Luke 10, praise God. Verse 38, what did I say? 28. 28 through 32. He said, uh, no, 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 that's not right. 38, thank you. Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Look at that. Mary was hearing, sitting and hearing his word, but Martha was cumbered about much serving. She's serving the Lord. Yes. She's cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus said unto her, Martha, Martha. If, if he calls your name twice, you're in trouble. <laughs> Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. She's worked up about more than just this. But it bled over into her spiritual life. You're careful and troubled about many things. 
But uh, Mary, uh, uh, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Now, there's so many things you could preach from this. I mean, there's so many directions you can go. But let's just notice this, that um, she was fellowship, well, Martha. Martha was, was busy serving when it wasn't time for serving. Yeah. It was time for sitting and hearing the word. Right? It's not that we need to choose, are we a Mary or are we a Martha? It's not that at all. You should be a Mary Martha. Mary first. Mary Martha. Because we all should be serving the Lord. Right? It wasn't about Martha who shouldn't, shouldn't have been doing that or, or, or Mary shouldn't have been doing that. It was about, it was the wrong time. It was time to be sitting and hearing him talk. Am I making any sense? So in this season that we're in where there's added responsibilities, uh, more of us are bringing uh, extra supply to the helps ministry in this season. Some of you are going to Kansas City regularly. I think we got, what, 15, what was it, 12 to 15 every, every week? So um, in this season like this, you're only, the only thing that's going to sustain you through this is your fellowship with God. I can't fellowship with God for you. If I don't have, to, in my mind I'm talking about, if I think I don't have time to fellowship with, with Debbie, so I'm going to send somebody else to go fellowship for, with her for me. That ain't good enough. No, sir. Right? Are you still out there? <clears throat> so, uh, you and I... In this season, the only thing that's going to sustain us is our fellowship. My fellowship won't sustain you. Amen. Amen. And um, whatever you're doing for him, whatever service you're, 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 you're putting more time into helps ministry, especially if you're going to Kansas City, and if you're staying here, we're calling you up. Right? So that the ones that are going don't have to be going down there and doing that while they're on the phone up here saying, okay, do this, do this. How about some of us step up back here? But, but that, that uh, praise the Lord. I'm going to get this out here. We're almost done. God doesn't expect you to do whatever added responsibilities came onto your plate. He doesn't expect you to do that in your own strength. And your own ability, your own wisdom, and your own... Amen. He expects your own resources. He intends you do it by what you gain from him in his presence. Hallelujah. Don't let yourself be totally occupied with serving him without the joy of fellowshipping with him. Glory to God. God originally created man to fellowship with him. In the, in the garden, God said, have dominion, so forth and so on. That's his responsibility. But you go over into the third chapter of Genesis, and God comes on the scene in the cool of the evening walking and talking. He, he wanted to walk and talk again like he had been doing, obviously, with Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve had, in this case, they had sinned. They had just sinned. And so God said, he came in the cool of the evening saying, where art thou? Adam, where art thou? Sometimes I hear that in my spirit. Where are you? I want to talk to you. I want a fellowship with you. Yeah. Pastor Nancy, in the teaching she did, she said she had been busy with a bunch of things and she got uh, some time in her cabin in Colorado and she said she got in her little, 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 little smaller cabin up on the hill just for her to pray. And she said, first thing she sat down, she said, the first thing the Lord said to her was, I've missed you. Yeah. 
Somebody said, oh, how sweet. No, that's a, that's a, that's a correction. Amen. Well, Lord, why do you miss me? I've been serving. I've been serving. That's not what, that's not going to sustain. That's not pleasing. Go over and don't go there now, but look at the, the, the book of Revelation. Just write this down. I'm going to quit here in a minute. I'm almost done. Tell your neighbor he's going to do, he's going to keep his word. He's almost done. <clears throat> in the book of Revelation, and uh, let's see here, the second chapter, the second through the fifth verses, Revelation 2, 2 through 5. Now, this is in the Amplified. I won't read that all there, but this is one of the churches. Remember, God, uh, Jesus dictated a letter to the seven churches, and he, he said some things to each one of them about what he was pleased with, and then he said some things. I think there was only one of them he didn't give a correction to, but he, he said, here's some things I want you to correct. But in this church, which church is this? Uh, the second chapter, the second through the fifth verse? Ephesus. He said, he said, here's what you do. You are zealous to make sure people aren't false prophets and so forth and so on. And you're making sure everything's right. But I have got, I've got something against you. You've left your first love. You've left your first love. Mm, that's pretty straight. Tell your neighbor that might be pretty straight, but it might be some of us. What is first love? Well, do you remember when you first fell in love? Whatever that means, fell in love. I mean, when you first began to love somebody, you enjoyed them. That's what first love is. So he's saying they were doing all these duties, but they were doing it. And, and it, listen, the Lord was pleased. He said he had been pleased. But he said, here's one thing I've got against you. You've left that place where you enjoy me. You enjoy my fellowship. You enjoy my presence. Ouch. Oh, uh, do you still enjoy God? Do you fellowship with him? Do you spend time with him? Amen. It's not about what you're doing. It's about being with him. Not just about what you're doing. It's about being with him. Have you ever, do you remember when you first wanted to be, when you first met your, who now maybe is your spouse, that you, it didn't matter what you were doing, you were just, you just enjoyed being around them. You could be pulling weeds. And just because there you're there, you're like, I should love this, pulling weeds. Just because you're fellowshipping and talking with them. Yes, sir. Okay, don't, don't forget those days. Praise the Lord. I'm getting convicted more all the time that Jesus is helping me. Praise the Lord. And you pull those weeds without any complaints. You know why we complain about helps ministry? It's because we're not enjoying the one that we're serving. It's a dead ringer giveaway. We are out of fellowship with God in that sense. Maybe not completely out of fellowship, but you know what I'm talking about. We're not, enjoy, we're not in this place of fellowship with him. You know, people who are in love, they're looking for chances to get away from everybody else. Everybody leave. It's just you and them again. Remember those days? Somebody said, let me think. Let me, let me think. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I'm going to get some hate email from some guys tonight. I'm already getting a little bit of mean mugging. You know what I'm talking about? You better get off this. You better get off this. My wife will use it as a weapon against me, you know. 
Well, that don't help the enjoyment, honey. <laughs> Fault finding and criticizing does not help the enjoyment. You need to be better at relationships than that. See, guys, I just bailed you out. Thank you. <laughs> like Pastor Nancy said, you're welcome. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, did you get anything out of the word tonight? Don't leave this place of enjoyment. See, people tend to want to either do one or the other. Both. I'm talking about Mary and Martha here. You, don't, don't be a one or the other. Just know when is the right time to be enjoying him and when's the right time to be serving him. And when you leave the place of enjoyment, go into the serving with enjoyment. Hold to the enjoyment of him. Praise the Lord. Let's stand up. Y'all maybe have gotten as much as you can handle. That church there, the church at Ephesus, he was saying to them, you've done all this, all these good things, but you've let me out of it all. Wow. You were walking in all the principles, you were doing everything you should be, but you left the real life behind it, out of it. That's what religion turns into. You know what I mean by religion? I'm talking about man-made formalities and stuff. It turns into just, just do this, do that, and you'll be all right. That's never what God, what, what did Jesus come for if that's what it's all about? We could have done that without Jesus. Come on. Come on. He came, John 17, 3, to give us life. This is eternal life that you, they might know him. And Jesus Christ. Knowing God. Knowing God. Knowing God. Fellowshipping with God. You don't just know him. You know him through his word. But you don't just know him through his word. You know him through fellowshipping with his word. These words came from a person. If you are, are, are dating and you get a letter. Now it's probably more like an email. Or today maybe a card. Right? Maybe a card. Because little extra special times get cards. You don't just legally analyze every word. You're looking at, the one I love said that to me. It's different than reading a history book. There's somebody that said that to me. Oh, you're trying to read it in every little thing they said. Did they mean I was cute? I think they just said I was cute. Oh, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> Some of you are just getting convicted as I go, but don't worry. That's, that's all of us. Praise God. So you don't want to get to that place where you're just checking boxes and saying, I'm going to do my duty and then, you know, go back to what I really enjoy. Got to get to my hobbies. I've found that if I'm not, my spirit's not satisfied with the enjoyment of him, I can't enjoy anything else. But when my spirit's satisfied, then he enables me to enjoy everything else. Because I'm doing with one the one I enjoy. Amen. He'll help you to enjoy other things. So it's not like he doesn't want you to enjoy anything. Just you have to be in prayer all day long and enjoy me. No, take him with you all day long. And if you're getting ready to do something that he doesn't like, then you'll know it in your spirit and say, oh, you don't enjoy that. Okay, I won't do that. Because I want to protect my enjoyment of you, my fellowship with you more than I get my way, my, my fleshly ambitions over here. Hallelujah. This is, this is grow up talk. Praise the Lord. 
there's a whole section of prayer we, we, we got to talk about. You know, Isaiah 40, verse, uh, verse uh, 40, verse 31, they that wait upon the Lord. Amen. There's a place like a razor on a charger or, a, you know, something, whatever, your, your, one of the tools in the kitchen, they put them on a charger. That, there's a place in prayer like that where you just get built up. You, see, prayer is not just asking, asking, my name's Jimmy, I'll take all you give me. Prayer is taking in of God. That's like a chart, you know, a razor or something on a charger. You're taking in. You're soaking in. You're fellowshipping. You're taking in. And then when you go out to do what you do, you're doing it out of that enjoyment of him. And that pleases him. Amen. And, and really, there's a place in prayer to where you don't really have to do all the talking. Or you don't have to do, you don't have to, you don't have to talk at all. Pastor Nancy mentioned this. It's so good. <clears throat> Hallelujah. She said, there's times where a husband and wife just enjoy being beside one another, just sitting there, just, just close to one another, maybe not talking. There's times to talk, you understand, but maybe not talking. And she used the illustration of a, I guess he was, I don't know who this was, might, might have been Smith Wigglesworth, but I don't know. Um, a man, a general in the body of Christ, back before, you know, aviation was a, was a way of travel. They traveled by ship back then. I'm talking about across the ocean. <clears throat> and this general, some of the Bible students who were on that boat noticed that one of this general was... I'm talking about in the body of Christ, spiritual man, was uh, on the ship. And they thought maybe it was to get up some, you know, boldness to ask him some questions or something. But, but they just noticed he was just sit out on the, during the day, just sit out on the boat and just look out over the water. And they couldn't get the boldness up <laughs> to go ask him anything. So finally one of them did. And they, they said, sir, what do you see? He said, nothing but God. What was he doing? He wasn't looking at the waves. His attention was on God. He's just fellowshipping. He wasn't sitting there talking. He's just enjoying his presence. And I'm sure he was getting things in his heart and he was saying something back to God. Right? You need that. Tell your neighbor you need that. Giving out. Here's what burnout comes from. Where it comes from. It comes from giving out without taking in. Don't say, I just got too much to do. I'm going to burn out. No, the burnout doesn't come from too much to do. Burnout comes from not taking the right time to spend with him. A razor will keep going if it keeps getting charged. Right? Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. You got to listen to this again. I didn't even get through it all, but this is so important in our lives, especially in this season. The Lord really dealt with me about it in this season. In fact, I just got a little bit off course with this, busy lately, and uh, that's why I had got a few flu symptoms. I, don't, I was like, man, when was the last time I got flu symptoms? Well, go back to what I told you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, this is very real to me. It's just not normal for me to have flu symptoms. So I'm back on it. You might not have to be like me, need a spanking to, you know, get back on it, but I'm back on it. Praise the Lord. Lift your hands and tell God, I love you. I enjoy your presence. Lord, those times you woo me, I will not turn them away. When you say, turn out TV off or social media off and want me to come into your presence, I'll not push you away because I enjoy you, Father. You have such help and answers for me. Father, I'm not even going to wait for you to woo me to come into your presence. I'm just going to come because I want to get into your presence. And thank you, Father. You always see my face with joy. <laughs> oh, you always love our fellowship. 
And we say, in, in, in retro, in, in, in speaking back to you, we also enjoy your fellowship. Hallelujah. We worship you tonight. We love you tonight. Father, some of us are going to go home and our evening, the rest of this evening is going to be different. Because we're going we're gonna to spend time in your presence and get some answers. Thank you for being so good to us. Always offering help, direction. Always offering strength, answers, wisdom, counsel. Hallelujah. Thank you for being all that we need. And Father, we partake of all that in your presence. So we'll take advantage of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, 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 amen. I want to sing a song, amen. But it's good. Tell your neighbor it's good, good, good. Praise the Lord.